Hi, everyone. It's Marilyn Aloria, and welcome to Who Can It Be Now, the podcast, Fifth Times the Charm. Yes, you don't know about all the other times that I've scrapped the podcast recording, because today is one of those days where I am really tired, feel like I'm hitting a wall, and I was sitting here going, what am I going to talk about? I don't know. And that is a very rare experience for me to know what to talk about. So I've been talking into this mic and talking to all of you and then going off on rampages and down rabbit holes. And I'm like, they don't need to hear that. So I scrap it and I come back. But this one's going to work. This is going to be the one. So first, I want to say thank you so much to um, the recent people who have rated and reviewed my show. I really appreciate it. I haven't checked it in a while. And um, I check it on Apple Podcasts, by the way, um, because I don't know how to respond to people on Podbean. But there were two new CK Connections. Thank you so much for your review, as well as there was another one. Where is it? Um, Friendly Bug 3. So cute, Friendly Bug 3. Thank you so much. So uh, I would love it if you could rate and review my podcast. That would be great. Okay, so what are we going to do today? Well, we're going to do a couple of things, a few things today. I'm going to do three different things, and I'm going to hope to make it as succinct as possible because I'm tired. Um, Last week, I told you I was going to do a tarot reading for the group. I very rarely go back and listen to my podcast, but I listened to that one, and I realized I didn't do that. I'm so sorry. So I'm going to do a numbers reading for everybody at the end. Um, I'm also going to share a little bit about my second podcast because I'm struggling with something with that. And I want to share some of that story because I feel like that will help me to start getting into the energy of it. Um, And then I'm going to share some techniques and tools from some of the products on my uh, website, my digital product, because I want you to have tools with you. And there's a reason for that. So I'm going to start with, I'm not going to start sharing that one yet, but I just want to share that we do have a coupon for you guys. So if you go to my website, marilynaloria.com forward slash classes, or you just go to my website, marilynaloria.com, hit classes. And if there's any of those classes that are interesting to you, go to the checkout page. You'll see what the discount is. It's a pretty big discount. I know some of you already took um, advantage of it. Thank you. And so great. Um, Go there, check out the classes and put in the coupon podcast, and you're going to get a great discount on those digital, one of those digital classes or Somebody bought a bunch of them. So whatever you want to buy, it's up to you. And you don't have to buy anything. Um, But I just wanted to let you know about that. So this past week has been kind of interesting for me. There's been a few things that have happened that I think are also adding to my exhaustion right now. And I didn't realize it until I started recording this and talking to all of you. I just, you know how much I love doing the podcast. And I can't believe this is episode number 45. And I was really struggling with what to talk about And I was like, let me teach them dream work. And I'm like, but have I taught them dream work? Because I can't remember. And I started going through my episodes and I can't believe like how many I've done so far. So this past week, I, a few things happened. MTV had their 40th anniversary and I am still friends with many, many, many of my old MTV years. I used to work at MTV. And um, when I worked there, I don't know what it's like today, but when I worked there, we were a solid group. Like I'm still friends with a lot of these people. Some of them are very, very close friends. And it's like seeing a long lost, like, you know, long lost friend. Like if I see any of them, we're going to pick up where we left off because it was, the bond was so magical and incredible and so strong. And we were so young too. The average age when I was working there was 26 and we, um, we, 
went traveled everywhere together and we worked really really hard around the clock and we really bonded with each other and it, it was just such a great experience and a great time so everybody was sharing their experiences and it was very bittersweet to me and i did not want to participate i didn't even want to see it because it was like reminiscing for a time that was such a magical time in my life a very difficult time too because um I dated a few people in the company and some of that went sour and some of it was, you know, it was, it was all, it all is what it is when you're growing up. Right. But so I was like, I'm not participating. I'm not participating. I'm not doing this. And every time I went on Facebook, there'd be another story and another story. And I was like, all right, that's it. I'm doing it. So I wrote a post and I wrote, uh, 10 of some of my favorite stories and the post got a lot of, um, feedback. It was really great. And it was really fun writing it because I love storytelling so one of my favorite, I have a bunch of favorite stories, but one of my stories is I was working at the Clinton inauguration and I was at the hotel. Um, we were putting together, we were going to be do, covering the inauguration. I believe MTV was actually throwing one of the inauguration parties. We were. So we were working on it and it was exhausting. And I went into the hotel bathroom and this wasn't where the inauguration was being held. It was at the hotel where we were staying because we were doing all the prep work. And I went into the bathroom and I heard a noise and I looked under the stalls and I didn't see any feet. And I was like, that's weird. And I went into the bathroom and I went into the stall and I went and did my peeing. I'm just going to be honest. And I heard a toilet flush and I went, is this bathroom haunted? This is weird. Cause I was already having like psychic experiences and everything back then. And I got up and I pulled up my pants and I looked up and there was a man watching me from the stall next to me. Yep. And I screamed and I, he ran out of the bathroom. I walked out the door of the stall, washed my hands, and then went out into the production office room and told everybody what happened. And my friend Susan was so irate and pissed off. And she's like, we're going back in there. We're going to go tell the hotel. Like she was, it was just so nice. She was just like, dang. she's like, what do you mean you washed your hands? I was like, I don't know. I just went and washed my hands. So to this day, if I go into a stall bathroom, I check all the stalls. I don't just look under the, the things. So that's one of my MTV stories. Anyway, there was, there's a lot of them, a lot of them. So that went on and that was a bittersweet experience because I have a couple of exes that I dated in that company that um, passed away. And uh, there's some funny stories with them that I'll share down the line. And I've shared a little bit, I think, about my ex-boyfriends that have passed. And then uh, I, a family, an uncle passed away and somebody I grew up with passed away. So it's been like, you know, and these aren't people I've really been in touch with. I've been more, I was more in touch with the person that um, I grew up with just on Facebook, you know, very sweet person. So, but that stuff hits you a little bit. You know, you, you think about your life and the changes and where you're at and where you were. And it was actually really good because I was thinking about all the fun times I had in MTV and how like we just had such an incredible fun time. And I was thinking about how blessed I am here in Marin because I play tennis all the time. And I finally fell into a group of people that I'm having such a great time with. And we're all around the same age. And I'm like, wow, how lucky am I that I'm surrounded by a bunch of people who are all the same age and we're just playing tennis all the time and having a great time. And I feel really blessed to be living here in, in my life here. And people know that I'm thinking about moving and I've been looking into places, you know, researching it, but I don't feel any big rush. Like I have to get out of here tomorrow. So 
but every time I say that spirit does something and I'm like, okay, time to go, but don't worry, spirit. I'm, I'm checking it out. I'm checking it out. So those were some of the things that was going on. And then I had my first meeting. It was my first meeting. I took a little bit of a break from my writing coach for my second podcast, cause it's a scripted story and it's a big, it's a pretty big story for me. And we had a meeting on Friday and I was really frustrated in the meeting. I was frustrated with him. I was frustrated with, um, the dog person I was talking to, cause they were texting me that they couldn't do something. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, this is all planned. And it was just one of those annoying days. And I was talking to Bruce, my writing coach about this story and it's, I'm having a hard time having it find its legs because there's really nothing out there that is like this. And I, I don't know how to tell the story fully. So I'm going to share some of the story with you guys today because I want to share it. And I feel like me being able to tell you the story is going to help me to get into the energy of how I want to reveal this story. One of the things I want to say to all of you is I really want you to think about Whenever you're listening to this podcast, because obviously it's evergreen, so you may be listening in in real time, you may be listening to it later in the year or early in the year, I really want you to think about what it is that you would like to see come to fruition by the end of this year. And I want you to recognize that you're a co-creator, you are an active participant in your life. And I know that my community that listens to me, they know that about themselves. I don't attract the people that want me to wave the magic wands. When I get the uh, messages of, hey, can you tell me you know, is Joe coming back to me? Um, it just annoys the crap out of me. It, it really does. Or, you know, what am I going to do? How do I do this or do that? And like, it's very victimy and they're not really asking from a co-creative place. Like, Hey, this is what's going on. And like, I have somebody in my community is going through really difficult things. And she wrote this whole post and she's been through a lot. I mean, a lot. And her ending of her post was like, you know what? I'm resilient. I'll get through this and I'll be okay. And everybody just giving her a lot of love and support, but that's the kind of community that I get. I attract this kind of community because if you're somebody who doesn't want to do the work, you're not going to listen to me. It's it, we aren't a fit. So with that said, I want you to think as you listen to my stories and as I jump into the group reading, and I also am going to share some tools from some of my courses that I have, I want you to think about something that you would like to see come to fruition by the end of the year. And the way that I'd like you to think about this is how you can be more active in it or how you can expand more into it or believe in yourself or grow into it or trust that it's the right thing to do or, tr or trust that you're making the right choices. Whatever it is that you struggle with on your path to this particular destination, maybe you want to write a book, maybe you want to move, maybe you want to fall in love, maybe you want to have a child, whatever it is, I want you to just listen to today's podcast from a place of what do I need to learn about myself? What do I need to know in order to move forward? What do I need to do in order to move forward? Where am I not taking action? What kind of action do I need to take? And I just like to set that intention because I feel like through all my stories and through everything that spirit has me doing with my podcast and through my work, I love teaching people through story. I love entertaining people through story. And I love helping people move the needle in their own life through stories. It's just, it is a sweet spot for me. And it's something I really, truly love doing. And that post that I wrote about the MTV 
um, experiences, it just really go went to, you know, because some of the MTV people were like, wow, it's best posts for the anniversary. And uh, it was really sweet to see somebody wrote that. I was like, oh, thank you. Not that it was a comparison thing, but it took a lot for me to write that post. I actually wrote it and I sat on it because it was vulnerable. But I love sharing my stories and I love making people laugh. I even shared a story about farting in it. Yes, and put it on pod and put it on Facebook, whatever. Um, so that's what I want you to do. I want you to think about what you need to do in order to, and listen to my story and see what you're learning for yourself that helps you to be action oriented. So many years ago, over 10 years ago, um, I was doing this work full time, but I was still very new at it. So I'd been doing this work. I was channeling for quite some time and I was doing readings here and there and I was already teaching because I had arranged this um, group of people and I'm just a gatherer of people. It's just something I have a knack for, a talent for. I'm very organized in that way. And I love bringing people together. So um, I was working at a bookstore. I don't even, this woman never even came in to have a reading with me, but somehow she found out about me and she spread me, my information with a bunch of her friends who became my regular clients for quite some time. But she called me up and she asked me to come clear the restaurant that her boyfriend owned. And it was on Sunset Plaza. And um, I didn't know her. And I was like, okay, sure. Because it was at that time, like things were just happening. And I would just say yes and show up and magic would take place. And I just, you know, that alignment when you're like, I felt like something bigger than me was just taking place. And I was in my intention and committed to it and loving it. And I would get an opportunity and it would scare the crap out of me. But I would say yes and go. So I'm going to tell you part of the story because a lot of this was revealed after the fact. So I went to the restaurant and it was this beautiful restaurant. I remember standing outside the door and I was armed with all my tools, vodka and lavender, sage, my Aborigine shell, whatever that shell is called. You guys will know what it's called, not me, to put my charcoal and incense in to burn. I had bells, like I was armed with everything. And I was anxious and scared. And I pushed through the door and I was in the vestibule. And then I walked into the restaurant and it was beautiful. There was like this whole window of glass and then there was a whole window of candles and there was nobody there. And there was like a pizza kitchen in the back and the bar was in the back. And as soon as I stepped into the restaurant, I couldn't breathe. And I was just like kind of, and it wasn't anxiety. I knew there was something going on in the restaurant. I'm very, very, um, I can read space within a second, physical space, even an external space. I can just tap in and I can read it. And I was like, and, you know, not being able to breathe and just kind of looking around. And it's almost like somebody turns a switch on to me and I'm just in it. And it's why this, a lot of this story had to be repeated to me because I don't remember. I just go into the mode of my ability of channeling and just tapping into the energy and tapping into the field. And I'm walking around and I'm, I'm looking for somebody to come out and like greet me. And I'm walking through the tables and the tables are like white, you know, white linen. And it's just beautiful place. And I um, go towards the back near the pizza kitchen, but not there yet. And was her name. She comes forward. I think it's okay to use her name, I hope. And she introduces herself to me and she's this beautiful woman. And I'm like, hi, nice to meet you. And I'm like, 
there is something going on in this restaurant. Like I cannot breathe at all. And then she introduces me to the restaurant owner and I'm not going to give his name just yet. And he's the typical guy that I grew up with in Brooklyn, Italian, definitely borough, tough, rough around the edges, the kind of guy, and this may sound really insensitive to some people, but I've had so many bad experiences. I'm Italian and I had so many bad experiences with Italian men that the minute I saw him, it was like bile in my throat. Like we were just seize, uh, we were just sizing each other up because we had that burrow energy. When you when you grow up in the burrows, this could be in other places too. You don't trust people right away. You kind of size each other up, and we were both like that with each other. And I shook his. I think I shook his hand, and um, he didn't really believe in what I did, but. M- wanted me to do this because they just opened the restaurant. His restaurant across the way was phenomenal, doing phenomenal. And this restaurant was not doing that well. And they were only open for like a month. So I was telling them what I was picking up, that I couldn't breathe and that they needed to um, move certain things around. And he was like, I don't think, and he had like a a wall of candles. And I'm like, that is not going to work because those candles aren't even real. They're like, he's like, I don't think so. I spent a fortune on that. And I'm like, whatever. You know, and I'm walking around and I go to the back where the bar is and I look behind the bar and there's a dead body in a pool of blood, dark hair, and about five, nine. And I'm getting initials and I'm getting information. And I turn around to them and I'm like, you've got a dead guy behind your bar in a pool of blood. And that was his name. He thought I was nuts and believed that she's like, I've been feeling something. I'm like there, this is like, he's here and there's nothing I can do about it right now. So I was like, let me go to the bathroom because anytime I do the, did this work back then, I always had a pee for some reason. It was just a strange experience. And I went into the bathroom and the bathroom was mofoed up. Like it was messed up. And I was like, this bathroom is super friggin' haunted. And there was a closet to the right of me. And I was like, I'm not going near that closet. And there was two stalls and it was a beautiful bathroom. And I was like telling the ghost because he was following me at this point. I was like, look, dude, I got to go to the bathroom. I don't need you following me in there. Funny how I shared the story about the bathroom. I just thought of that now. I was like, I don't need you following me in there. I need to go to the bathroom. And I felt strong enough in myself to be able to do that at that point. And I went into the bathroom and then I came out and I said to them, that bathroom is really haunted. It's very messed up. And I was like, I know I'm like always afraid to go in there. I could feel it too. And I was like, all right, let me see the rest of the restaurant. So they take me into the kitchen and all I see is knives and blood everywhere. And I'm like, who cut themselves in this kitchen? And it's like, nobody cut themselves in this ki- cut themselves in this kitchen. I'm like, there is blood everywhere. And I keep seeing knives and I keep hearing the word knives. And he's like, I would know it because he was the chef too. He was a, um, one of the chefs. He's like, I would know nobody has done that. I'm like, well, I'm telling you right now, there is blood all over the place and I'm seeing knives. And I kept giving them the initials SM, SM, SM. And I'm like, and I was like, who's Joe? And they were like, I don't know who you're talking about. And I'm like, there's a five, there's a five, five, five. That's the way it works for me. Like, it's just tons of information. And if they can't confirm it, I just keep going because there's nothing else I can do. It's just in me. And until it gets confirmed, that's when spirit will kind of take it away. So I could feel the spirit around me. And then I'm like, oh my goodness, his mother is here too. 
And they take me back to the office and I'm like, this kitchen is messed up. Like I'm telling you right now, there's a big problem here. So he was totally pissing me off because like he was not liking me at all. He was not trusting me. He thought I was bamboozling him. And I could feel all that because I could read people that well. So I gave him the bell to clear. I gave, I had a candle too. I think I gave the, um, I think I took the incense and I gave her the vodka and lavender. And uh, we walked around. I showed them how to clear the restaurant. So the way that I clear, and I've shared this in another thing, is I go around three times clearing the space. And then the fourth time, I just infuse it with great energy. I trust that it's already cleared. But I say specific things. So I had I made go around with the bell. And he's going around with the bell. And he's doing it. You know, he's humoring me. And we're clearing the restaurant, clearing the restaurant. And then at the very end, um, we were done. We sat down. And I just gave them a flood of information. I gave them names. I gave them dates. I gave them, I kept saying, who's Joe? And they were like, I, we don't know who you're talking about. And I'm like, who's SM? They're like, we don't know who you're talking about. I was like, 555 and all this information. And I, I gave them months and they were like, the is like done with me at that point. Here's your money. Get out the door. And so I said, okay, you know, let me know because this ghost does not want to leave. So I'm having a difficult time getting him out. And I knew thought I was just trying to make money from him, but I wasn't, I was really having a difficult time. And I said, just let me know. And I, I walked out of the restaurant and I went, Sunset Plaza is a big, um, it's on Sunset Boulevard. It's a big thing place. And I went down into the parking lot and I was kind of blown away by what happened. Cause I was like, holy F, like what the heck was that? And I was really sitting in a, a place of, you know, I did not trust myself, but they couldn't confirm anything. So it was such a weird experience. And I was very new to this still. And I was like, okay, I just had this experience. I know I saw a ghost because I, they just, there's a certain energy. They want you to feel everything. I couldn't breathe because he was stabbed in his chest, which we found out later and the blood filled up his lungs and they think I'm nuts, but Hey, what am I going to do? I just show up authentically as me and I do the best that I can. And I went home and then they called me, um, I think a couple of weeks later, I don't know the exact time and, and everything is written down because everything is documented and said, we need you to come back to the restaurant. And I was like, how did things go? And they said that night was their record breaking night. So I cleared it and it was record breaking. They said, but they're having difficulty again. And, um, but they have information now. And I said, don't tell me anything. Cause I don't like to know anything when I do this work. I want it to be as pure as possible. So we made a date and I went back in there. And the minute I walked in, I went, who's Sal, who's Sally. And they said, that's the murdered spirit. It's Sal Mineo. And I was like, I don't know who that is, but he's telling me. Um, and then I started getting exact dates of years of 76 and 77 and different years. And I'm not going to go into the whole story because that's what my second podcast is about, but I'm gonna tell you two things about this. So apparently I kept giving them the name Joe and the number five, five days later, after I cleared the restaurant, this guy, Joe, who was a construction guy around that area, went into the restaurant and was talking to them. And he said, hey, did you, you know, this it, Sunset Plaza was like a horseshoe. So all the businesses on the right, when you were facing it, did really well. 
had his restaurant there. There was Equinox. They did really well. All the restaurants on the left struggled. All the restaurants and there was a gap. All the stores on the left struggled. And this guy, Joe, name I got, went in there and like, I think he introduced himself to them. He might have been building something around there. And he said, you know, well, Sal Minio was killed right behind this place, like in the alley. And it was pretty, it's a good like 100 feet away, but it's in direct line. And they couldn't believe it because I was giving them all this information and they didn't, she believed in what I did and felt, but thought I was nuts. So when I went back and I said right away without them saying a word, who's Sally? They went, it's, that's the guy. So what happened for me, it was a really incredible moment because there's so much more that went on and there's so much more that went on after the fact. But I left that, so I cleared it. He wouldn't leave. And I begged him to go across the street to Mel's diner. I was like, poor Mel's diner, I'm sorry. I was like, please, just go across the street for a little bit. They're wanting me to clear this restaurant. They're paying me to do this work. Just just go across the street, have some pancakes or something. I mean, at that point, that's what I was doing. And I watched him and his mother walk across the street to Mel's diner. I'm sorry, Mel's, but hopefully you had some exciting stuff happen because forks were flying off the table. Um, they were locking the bathroom door at that time and the door would unlock, like it, crazy stuff was starting to happen. But what happened to me is when I left that, I still didn't know who Sal Minio was. He's an actor who was in Rebel Without a Cause. I went home and I called a friend of mine who's a medium because I knew the guy that was convicted was, I got the guy's name. I was like, he's not, he's not the right um, person who did it. Somebody else did it. And that's more of the story. And I just kept telling them, and they were like, yes, they think that it, the guy that was convicted didn't actually do it. And I was like, he didn't do it. And his wife killed himself, killed herself. Like I saw everything. And so I went home and I was in shock. I couldn't believe that all this stuff came through because I was still like a skeptical medium in the beginning. I was like, wow, this stuff is crazy. And I called a friend of mine and I told her what happened and she knew who he was right away. And she said, blah, 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 did it. And I said, don't say anything. I need to work on this on my own. I need to work with the spirit. And um, she was like one of those mediums. She was great, a very nice person, but she would dive into things with me. She just couldn't help herself. It just turned on in her, right? But I was like, stay away. I need to, this is my territory right now. I just need to figure it out because I didn't want anybody polluting my mind. It, I knew like I was having an experience. And I started channeling and all this information came through about who the murderer was. And it was because my friend gave me a name, Sal had to give me another name. And I started transcribing the channel sessions. Now you don't, my voice doesn't change. I get more softer. And I feel like I don't have as strong as a Brooklyn accent when I channel. That's the only thing I would say. So I started channeling and then this was before transcriptions happened. I started transcribing what was going on. And then I would hand, they, they called me back again and I would hand the transcriptions to because I didn't want to Google anything. I just wanted to work with the spirit and a lot went on like it's like big stories and um started piecing it together and we figured out like who we believe did it there is so much here and one of the moments that happened that i feel like i shared this um i don't know how to share this part of the story because i don't i guess it's my story so and i'm not sharing last names 
we'll just say this, that it came to my, somebody came to me for a reading and um, I didn't know who she was because I never know who people are because I had an assistant who would book people. And at the end of the reading, she said, I know the story about Sal. And I said, how do you know the story? And she's like, well, um, it's being pitched as a movie. I'm like, what are you talking about? These are my rights. This is my story. And so this whole thing happened and erupted. And the thing that came out of this more than anything, and the story that I really want to tell besides Sal's story and what really happened to him was um, how a spirit can have your back more than any most humans I know. Well, I'm not going to say that because I have really good friends. I'm going to say Italian men that I know. Sal is obviously Italian from the Bronx. So um, it's moments like that in your own life that you can't possibly know where guidance is taking you. But if you stay in tune to yourself and you stay aligned with your soul, and I, you know, I had no idea that this is what I was going to be doing. I just, these gifts were making me crazy and I started learning how to use them. And then while learning how to use them, I had a practice and my readings were off the charts with people. They, so much so that it was shocking me. And it's not, I, I think everybody's capable. So this isn't like, I ain't into this, because there's a lot of that that goes on out there. Like, I'm better than you and I'm not, go ahead, be better. I, just leave me alone. Let me do my own thing. I'm in my own path. I'm on my own, my own thing. And um, it's one of those things, like when you let your, let, just leave yourself alone, go into your passions and your joy, which is what I did, and just started doing this work, this whole life got revealed to me, this whole world. So as I sit back and I now working with Bruce on telling this story, there's so many parallels between Sal and me. And there's so many magical things that happened that I and I uh, separated for a little bit in working on it, I haven't spoken to him in a while, but there was a period of time and I wanted to hire a private investigator because um, there were things I wanted to do. I'm not going to get too much into the story until I reveal it. And so I went to the only person I, I went to two people I knew I was being pitched around for TV too. So I knew a couple of producers and I went and had lunch with them. Uh, I can't remember the cigar club. It's in LA. It's a really cool cigar club. And I asked them for a private investigator name and they gave me this guy's name. So I contacted him and we met for dinner and he was doing magic tricks. It was very funny. Um, and he happened to be the investigator that was hired by the theater company's insurance company to cover this case. What are the odds, right? So things like that were constantly happening for me. And I knew like, this is a story I have to tell, but I've hesitated telling it for many reasons. One, it feels bigger than me. Two, I'm very stuck on like the murder and revealing the truth about the murder. Um, there's so many aspects to the story, like so many. And three, the more I work with it, with Bruce on it, there's so much of my own personal life, which I don't mind, is coming into play. And so the story is being revealed as I work on it. And I'm, I'm trying to figure out my voice in this and how do I tell this story? And it's not necessarily just a true crime story. And I watch, I watch true crime and I listen to true crime because I'm trying to find the, the right way of telling this story. So Bruce and I had our session on Friday 
and I was annoyed at him and the dog person, but I just told him it was the dog person. So if he listens to this, sorry, Bruce, but I was a little annoyed, but it was good. He was challenging me in a really good way. He's an incredible writing coach. I, I, I love him and an incredible human being. But it was a good challenge because I was like, I don't know what the F I'm doing. I don't even know how to tell this story. It feels so much bigger than me, but I have to tell it because this spirit came to me and shared his story with me. And I have to tell the story. And when I tell this story and when I dive into it, and anytime I worked on it, you could hear my vulnerability right now. And also it takes me away, but I love it. And I'm like, I had to get my life to a certain place where I could finally tell this story. And it'd be okay if I lost hours of time, because when I work on this case, I'm losing hours. I'm like in it and loving it. And it's, it's so incredible. So I was thinking about different podcasts and how they, how they told their stories. I loved Up and Vanish, the way he told his story. And I've been listening to Paper Ghost. And um, I listened to a lot of them, a lot of different stories. And then I was watching a, a dramatization of a true crime story this weekend. And um, I actually contacted one of the hosts, which I've done before. I've contacted two hosts from two podcasts and I never heard back. And I don't even expect to hear back. And then I contacted someone else this past weekend. I don't expect to hear from him. If I do, great. It's not even like I'm in a pessimistic mode, like they're not going to contact. I don't really care. I surrender because I listen to what spirit tells me to do and I just do it. And then you can move it off your plate. I don't have to worry about it. I'm not, if this guy contacts me, great. If he doesn't contact me, great. I know spirit knows what's best for me, but they told me to do it and I did it. And then I move on to the next thing. And then I was going to sleep Monday, Saturday night. And because of the dramatization I was watching of this murder and they're doing, they did such a great job of it. Um, it's murder at white house farm, I believe it's called. And I knew the story from my favorite murder, which is another podcast. And I was dreaming and the murders were in my dreams and I haven't, I don't have nightmares anymore. And I was like, really kind of like uncomfortable. And I'm like, I don't know. And then I kind of woke up a clarity and it's like, the murder's kind of a backseat to this whole story because the relationship that I developed with Sal is quite beautiful. It's, it's amazing. And that's the story that I want to tell, but I want to tell all the pieces. So why do I share all of this with you today? Because I'm hoping I find my voice in it. I hope I get clarity on how to tell the story. More importantly, it's putting me to task because I asked all of you, what do you want to get done by the end of the year? This has been on my burner this year. I made a commitment in one of my communities. I was playing along with something I was doing with them. And I said, I'm going to hire a writing coach by March. I did it. I was working on it. And then I had to take like six weeks off because I was working on the SAS experience and Soul Finder Academy and doing a couple of things there. But now I'm back in. I'm clearing my uh, days, some days on my calendar to really work on this. And I can't wait to tell it. So when I was sitting to do this podcast with you guys, I was like, I want to share a little bit about this story with them. I've been wanting to share it with them and now I wanted to. So there's they're telling you, it is such an incredible story that when you hear all the pieces of it, I feel like you'll really love it. Okay. I didn't realize I was going to talk that long. So I still want to do a reading for everyone, but I do want to go to my product page real quick. And I want to give you a couple of techniques and tools. And one of the biggest techniques and tools I want to give is in the dream class area. So there's a dreams and symbols class on my page. So many of you can't remember your dreams and that is okay. What usually happens if you can't remember your dreams is you're, when you're sleeping, 
your mind shuts off, your conscious mind, and your unconscious and um, subconscious, I don't have the proper terminology, come, get, comes to the surface and reveals its truth to you. And then when you wake up, this is the way I was taught in dream class, your ego knocks it out because it doesn't want you getting better or whatever, right? I don't hate my ego. Um, I'm friends with my ego, but I also am aware when there's a part of me that wants to knock stuff out. It doesn't happen as often to me anymore because I'm pretty conscious in my life and you may have the same experiences where you don't see it as much. So if you struggle remembering your dreams, here's a great thing I'm gonna have you do. There's a dream assignment, I believe it's in that class that was taught to me. Pretty, It's very powerful. But what you can do is before you go to bed at night, write in your journal what you want to know. And the way that we do it in the class, there's a specific thing to say, but what I would have you do is date the page um, the night you go to sleep. So say you're going to bed, today's August 9th, I think. Yeah, it's August 9th. And say you go to bed at 1 a.m. August 9th, which means it's really August 10th. You still date it August 9th because that's the day that you're finishing up. You could date the page, you could write your guides, a letter, whatever you want to do and sign it. Let the journal be the last thing you touch before you go to sleep. Then you're probably going to have a lot of dreams, but you may not remember them. So this is what I have people do. When you wake up, try to move as little as possible. If you have to go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom, get back into the same position you woke up and recall the dream in your head as best you can. And then open up your journal and write it. Now, when I did dream work, I would wake up throughout the night and I would record my dream through the night. It can be very exhausting, but it can be very telling and very great. And the other thing you're doing is you're clearing out things. So even if you don't know what the dream is telling you, what the symbolic meaning of the dreams are, the symbols in the dreams, you're still clearing stuff out because you're acknowledging the dream. And to me, a lot of times what would happen in my dream state would then show up in my physical world. And I would have a a deeper understanding of what was going on and a lot of clarity. If you can't remember your dream, write down how you feel. The more you do that, the more you're going to start remembering your dream because you're creating a new habit. You're creating a new way of remembering your dreams. So that's the dreams. Okay. Now I'm going to give you, um, I'll give you an empathic trick, an empathic trick. So many of us are empathic. And we pick up people's emotions. And like for me, like I said, I'm super sensitive to space, whether it's physical or external. I can walk into a space. I've shared the story before where I was doing that detours thing, the audio recording, and they had me in Georgetown. And they were taking me into a park. And I was like, I'm not going up those stairs. I can't go up those stairs. There's something really seriously wrong with this park. And they were like, no, we got to go in. And I'm like, all right, but I'm just telling you, like, I don't want to go up those stairs. And we found, I found out later on that the park was... Um, built on top of a burial site. So I'm super sensitive that way. You may be too, right? So for me, empathic ability, what I used to do, I used to run in this park and these elderly men, they were so sweet, but they'd love to stop and talk to me. And I didn't always have the time and I just wanted to run and I just wanted to be my own little world. So I would surround myself with pink roses and it was like, they didn't even see me. I became invisible. So there's a couple of tools. There's, there's more. I'm just going to give you three great techniques. Now, I don't believe in the word protection anymore. I feel that we have to be careful when we use that word. But if you feel like you're oozing or picking up people's energy and you just kind of want to just be in yourself, I love pink roses. So you would close your eyes and you'd see yourself surrounded in pink roses. You could step into a redwood, hollowed out redwood tree. You could um, bubble wrap yourself 
like with saran wrap. You could also um, step into a marshmallow suit, like the Michelin Man. What's some other ones? Um, I think those are the ones that I can remember right now. There's more, and they were taught to me by different people, um, Hans King being one of them. So those are really helpful. I can't remember where I learned the pink roses from. Might have been my tarot teacher, but I really like that one a lot. That worked for me. So you have to find which one works for you and then use it. And what I would do is just visualize it, see it surrounding me. And then I'd go into the park and run and I'd be like, oh my goodness, I passed by him. He didn't even say hello. He didn't see me. I became invisible and it was really great. So that's a great empathic tool. Okay. Uh, I feel like I want to give one more. Let me see. Clairaudience. Let's do clairaudience. So clairaudience lives in your throat chakra and one ear may be more open than another. What I would love for you to do is to speak an affirmation out loud, see the affirmation leaving. So you're going to speak it out loud. I'm just talking to you guys right now. And as I'm talking to you, I'm seeing the words come out of my mouth and come into my ear. So you can speak an affirmation. I am beautiful. I am beautiful. And you'll, and visualize it coming into one of your ears. It could be both your ears. So what it does, my right ear opened first. So it's coming out of my mouth. I am beautiful. It's traveling through my right ear. I am beautiful, the words. And it's going into my throat chakra and it's opening up my throat chakra. And then you could say it a few times. You can hum, hum a beautiful sound in your throat chakra and open it up. And I believe we did the clockwise thing last week. So you could do that. So play with these things. And um, if you're interested in any of those classes, I'm gonna do the reading, don't worry. If you're interested in any of these classes, go to my website, marilynaloria.com forward slash classes and um, take a look and put in podcast in the coupon code and you're gonna get a great discount. The reason why I'm not saying what the discount is is because we may change it over time, which I'm sure we will actually. So depending on when people listen to this, it may be a different percentage than what it is now. Um, but right now it's a really great percentage. Okay, 421. Close your eyes. Think about the story I just shared with you. And if there was any type of inspiration or anything in that, that you would like to go deeper into your own truths or deeper into your own question, or maybe there's nothing, maybe the question hasn't changed. I'm going to play along with you. And I always do like, what do I need to know? Where do I need to go? Who do I need to talk to? What do I need to say? You know, different things like that, just so I'm out of the yes or no. Okay, four, two, one. Four is um, foundations, but it's belief systems. Do you believe that this can come true? Do you believe that this dream has been given to you and for, for it to be meant to be lived? Do you believe that now is the time? Do you believe that you can make this happen? Do you believe that even if it's taken this long for this to happen, that you can still make it happen? Do you believe in this dream is what spirit's asking. So the four is very much about, it could be your heart chakra, but for me, it always shows up as foundations and belief systems. And many times with our dreams, we have belief systems that don't line up with them, which is why they're not happening. So you may really want to author that book, but you don't think that your book is going to be anything great out there. So the belief system works against the dream. So I want you to analyze what your belief systems are and I want you to change them. And you can say up until now, I didn't think I could write the book or up until now, I didn't think it would work. But do you believe that now's the time for you to do this? And then it definitely shows me heart chakra energy 
but it's more like the green outside my window and the trees. And it feels to me like what spirit is saying, I know what spirit is saying. They're saying like, believe in this, no matter what it is, because it's going to take you where you're meant to be. And you've got to grow it. You've got to feed it. You've got to water the plant. You've got to water the seed. You've got to fertilize it. It's up to you. We're not waiting for anything to happen. It's your truth. It was given to you for a reason because it's your truth. So follow it and allow yourself to be in love with it. Don't, even if things aren't working out, if you still desire this thing to come true, fall in love with it again. Figure out how you can fall in love with it again and really be with it and align with it and co-create with it. And look at it as if it's an energy and become a partner with it. Partner up with it. Because in that partnership, you will know what you have to do and ask it, make it an energy and say, hey, what do I need to know about you? What do I need to know to move forward? What, what, what's working against me? Why aren't we in unison right now? What's going on? And talk to it like that. Okay, the two is about partnerships and it's more, they're saying it's more about your creativity. It's more about your second chakra. They said that um, it's really important that you create and people many times think they're not creative, but every soul is creative. So do something creative, go out and play, do something fun because you need to create right now. And that's going to help you to stop holding so tightly onto things. Just find things that you used to love to do as a kid, or you've been wanting to do. Don't make it some big adventure, make it coloring, make it uh, playing with clay. Um, it could even be putting together a delicious meal, but it's got putting on like uh, um, classical music and putting together a meal or going into a new store and reading the labels, anything that's going to make you feel like you're creating from a place of like, if I go into a store and I'm looking at things on the shelves, I feel creative because I, I'm just like, it's a creative space for me for some reason. I just love going into like grocery stores and checking, especially if it's a really nice like grocery store, you know, um, specialty market. It's fun for me. It's like, oh, look at this. Wow. This is from this culture. This is from that culture. Draw something, paint something, um, create something, pick beautiful flowers, thank the earth and then create a bouquet or go to Trader Joe's and buy a couple of bouquets and create another bouquet. Doesn't have to be really difficult, but they really want you in your second chakra of creativity. The ones about new beginnings. So spirits, like if you do this, you're going to have a new beginning because life has to change. Life has to respond to that. Life doesn't respond to inactivity. Life responds to movement, to things changing. They're showing me the light switch in my um, kitchen, one of my light switches, and it turns the light onto my deck. And it's like, it's, it, whenever it illuminates, like, cause sometimes you don't want the lights on so that you could see the beautiful sky. And then sometimes you do want the lights on so you could see outside. So choose where you need to turn the lights on in your life. Where are you choosing not to turn the lights on because you're choosing to be in denial, even in your own actions? Where are you like, eh, I'll get to it. Or I don't really need to look at that. Or I don't really need to stop drinking the wine every single night. I'm fine. There's something that's happening that you're not turning the light on to. And you need to turn the light onto it and examine it. Thank you. And it'll help you to move forward. So they're reminding me like with my thing, it's part of me is a little afraid to put the story out there. Part of me is like, this is a big undertaking. What if I, what if it falls flat? I've been talking about the story forever. What if you guys hear this podcast this week and you're like, Marilyn, that's the story you've been like baiting us with. That story was horrible. You know, any of that can happen. You know what else happened like recently? I put a post up yesterday and something and I got some snarky remarks. Like it was on a general page and I was like, thanks for your, I've been a little angry lately. I was like, thanks for your snarky remark. That was really helpful. And um, 
I realized like spirit was preparing me because something else happened. Like you may have people that don't like it and that's okay. So where do I need to turn the light on? I need to turn the light on my love of this story and just tell it. So where do you need to turn the light on in your life? 421 equals a seven. Oh, like that. So that's about your psychic ability, your intuition. It's your God-given, forgive this word, so I'm going to say it differently. It's your God-given right. It's your source-given right. It's your soul's-given right. So spirit's like identifying with it in a way that this is your thing. This is what you're supposed to be doing. It's not the thing that Aunt Flo is telling you to do, unless your name is Flo. It's, it's the thing that you're meant to be doing. So they're showing me I had a thing with flies one day. So I have this fly thing hanging up and of course the flies will stick to it. What are you sticking to that doesn't serve you, that keeps you stuck? Whose label or whose identity are you sticking to that does not move you forward? All right, I'm gonna leave you at that. Um, thank you so much. And uh, remember to rate, subscribe, review, pass on, suggest, give it away share it. And, uh, I think that's it. Remember to go, if you want a class, go to marilynalauria.com forward slash classes. And, or you could just go to marilynalauria.com and look at classes and put in the coupon code podcast. And one of those digital classes, you can have all the digital classes if you want. All right, guys, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I will be talking to you soon. Have a great day or night whenever you're listening to this. Bye. Mm -hmm.